It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 14th, 2022, I'm Alex Hogan. The effects of the war in Ukraine are spilling out across the globe as Russia blocks the country's grain exports. There are major implications in Ukraine and around the world when it comes to global food prices and shortages as a result of this. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has completely altered the country's food production and supply chain, triggering global consequences. Blocked shipments of grain and other supplies has caused prices around the world to soar. But it's also starving out countries that desperately relied on Ukraine to feed millions of people. Well, there are a few things going on with Ukraine and Ukraine and Russia. Here's Rich Edson, a senior national correspondent at Fox News. Part of it is that Ukraine is saying that Russia is not only blockading grain from leaving Ukrainian ports, but it's also just straight up stealing it and moving it towards Crimea to export for its own purposes. The New York Times has been reporting that the State Department has sent a cable to more than a dozen countries, mostly in Africa, to warn them that, hey, be on the lookout. Russia is trying to sell pilfered grain from Ukraine. And that has a whole host of consequences, higher food prices, major problems for Ukrainian producers who either can't sell their grain or it's just completely stolen. So um, there are major implications in Ukraine and around the world when it comes to global food prices and shortages as a result of this. Yeah, this is really triggering what people are calling a global food crisis. But before we move forward, one thing to note, Russia has been denying all of these claims. Yeah, Russia, you know, says that it's um, it's not doing um, what uh, the Ukrainian government and the U.S. government and Western officials and and farmers are accusing them of doing. Um, you know, the Russian MO around a lot of these operations ongoing is that there has been a this is a denazification effort, which we know is is not the case. Um, and um, you know, the the disinformation that's often come from from the Russian government. Not to say that uh, their denial should in every instance or every case be discounted. But, you know, the Russian government is is often um, extremely misleading when it comes to um, uh, situations and scenarios on the ground. And that's I think that's, a bit, you know, an understatement as well to say uh, it's misleading. Mm-hmm. They're misleading, you know. To circle back on really what this is triggering around the world. Russia and Ukraine account for about a third of the global wheat and barley supply. And countries, as you mentioned earlier, in the Middle East and Africa, they simply don't have the supply that they need, especially for bread to feed millions of people. So this is creating an even more desperate situation for countries that already were facing hunger problems like Afghanistan or Somalia and Haiti. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you talked about the numbers there, right? It's even more striking for Africa specifically, not only because of just the amount of grain that they import from Ukraine and from Russia, but also because there are already major food problems, food shortage problems because of, of, of drought there. Um, the, world, mm-hmm. the World Food Program has warned that uh, there could be severe shortages around the world if this blockade continues. Um, it's also had to suspend operations in South Sudan because it's running out of, it's basically run out of funding. Uh, that was an announcement that came out today. So it's not just this blockade and this grain theft. Um, it's other factors that also often affect the world food supply that are problematic, like yeah. drought. And you put this all together, and it's really exacerbated what's been happening. And you know, the World Food Program is warning about higher prices starting for next year, but we are already seeing the effects of it, in particular in Africa. Yeah, the World Trade Organization, as you mentioned, said that this could create this enormous issue and that this essentially this food crisis could last for years to come if there's not any kind of intervention right now. And it's citing that wheat prices are already up 59 percent compared with last year, sunflower oil up 30 percent and corn up 23 percent. But those really aren't the only supplies that we're seeing being cut into. There's also a huge issue of fertilizer and not only these fertilizer shipments, but what that's doing to farmers, both in Ukraine and across the world. Exactly. I mean, you think about it's not just human beings that are consuming this directly. Um, There's a major fertilizer issue as well, because when you think about what chickens and, and, um, and cattle eat, um, well, they have to be fed somehow. And so anytime you look at these global commodity markets and we're talking about wheat and grain, we're talking about corn, we're also talking about oil. Um, these are all global yeah. markets. And, and once the price is squeezed on one end, either you have shortages or you have price increases. And that's just piling on to the inflation that we've seen, the shortages that we've seen. Um, and it is not a good picture. And, and you just think about the world economy coming back online after COVID, having shut down with a number of the COVID shutdowns across the world, trying to get back online, COVID shutdowns in, in just general production, not as much production out there, um, a lot of money chasing fewer products, supply chain issues, and then you throw this massive war and this invasion that Russia has launched against Ukraine. I mean, this is just really taking a bad situation and making it an awful lot worse. You've been listening to Rich Edson, Fox's senior national correspondent. More after this short break. We talk about how much is being stalled in terms of these supplies, but to break down the numbers a little bit more, there's about 9% of this global market that's really in jeopardy right now because 42% of the sunflower oil and 16% of the world's corn is coming from this part of the world that has largely been blocked. And while shipments of grain are sometimes getting through to Poland and Romania, it's not really enough. So now let's center in on where this is all being stopped. And that's mainly at the Black Sea in the southern part of Ukraine, When we're looking at the ports in Ukraine, what's taking place there right now? What are some of the military movements and some of the military tactics that Russia is activating? 
Right. And, and you mentioned it, you know, you talk about the land border where you spent an awful lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. you, the shipments are moving west over land borders where it has to be shipped via waterways. That's where the blockade is. And the U.S. says that there are more than 20 million tons of grain that are stuck in silos um, on the Black Sea ports. And that's the real choke point. The Russian Navy um, is controlling the coast. And um, you know, the U.S., Ukraine, the West has in their, I guess, in a way, truncated negotiations with the Russian government has tried to convince them to allow at least food shipments out to try to um, to try to save or to try to blunt this issue. Um, for the most part, they've largely been unsuccessful. And you've got all this product sitting there. So the U.S. and the West are looking at other avenues as well. They're looking at more funding for global food programs. They're looking to get countries in Central Asia to grow more grain to try to make up for this. I mean, the best and easiest way, of course, would be for Russia just to allow these shipments to go through. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you mentioned the military aspect of this. Um, NATO and the West and the mayor uh, of Odessa was very critical and says that NATO was closing its eyes to this. But, you know, the West and NATO have been very, very cautious about not entering into a direct conflict with the Russian Navy. And, you know, it's already been a question of how much the United States and the West are going to provide in long-range weaponry and how much capability. Um, This is a naval issue. And, you know, there'd be questions of how much you're going to lend the Ukrainian Navy ships or more more weaponry to try to attack Russian warships. Ukraine has been somewhat successful in that department, as we've seen in the past. Um, But, you know, the Russian Navy is just right now overmatching their Ukrainian counterparts, and it's very difficult to move grain through the sea lanes. The Kremlin has said that it would lift some of the blockades and it would export its own supplies of grain and fertilizer. So that's not all of Ukraine's supplies, but at least its own. But it says it'll only do that if other countries, including the U.S., lift their sanctions. Is there any belief that that could happen? No. And there is no belief in the U.S. government that, first off, if the U.S. and the West agreed to do that, then that's something that Russia would do. And then secondly, American and European sanctions are designed to pressure Russia to withdraw from Ukraine. So even that deal that that the Russians have put on the table is not something that the West sees as as anything close uh, to a fair deal. They want, and the reason they have started to and really isolate the Russian economy uh, is, is simply to get Russia out of Ukraine. Um, it doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. Russia got a bloody nose trying to go for Kiev um, and is now sort of bogged down, making slow progress in the east. But um, despite this massive international sanctions campaign, Russia is still in Ukraine. And that's what this, this sanctions campaign is for, to stop this war. Just uh, exporting some Russian grain isn't going to cut it. For people who live in Ukraine or some people who've even gone back now, people who had fled, even though there might not be as much attention on this right now as there was back in March uh, and at the end of February, this is still this daily struggle for people who live in Ukraine trying to figure out 
Where do I go? Millions of people need humanitarian aid at this point. So it's not just international food problems that we're seeing on the outskirts of the country, but really within the country itself. When I was there, one thing that I thought was was interesting to see was that there were so many farmers still out in the fields, which you think in that kind of situation that people would be would be hiding and would be seeking shelter, but they were still in their fields working because they needed to make sure that these supplies at least were brought around the country. Yeah. I mean, you think about the international effects that we've been talking about here. I mean, it's it's far worse than Ukraine. I mean, it's they're the country. Yeah. It's the country that, that Russia's invaded. It's the country that is trying to duct, duct tape together its society to resemble something close to normal uh, as they're dealing with this massive invasion. And, you know, it's more contained towards the east now. But still, there are major, major problems. Those are significant grain-growing areas of the country. And you've got these farmers who, um, I mean, it's and it's not only a blockade and it's not only theft. It's also Russian forces destroying farming equipment, according to the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. um, and, and moving – moving grain back east. And so, you know, these issues are are massive for the world, but even, I mean, pale in comparison to what's going on within the country. Rich Edson is a senior national correspondent here at Fox News with us. Rich, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.